Parshas Matas Masei Tovshin Pei. In Parshas Masei, we read about the Ari Miklot. And the Torah says there should be three cities of Ari Miklot, cities of refuge for someone who kills unintentionally, Bishaygeg. Three cities in Avrahayardain in Transjordan. And three cities in Eretz Canaan proper. And Rashi points out that it seems a little bit imbalanced. In Eretz Yisrael proper, there were nine and a half Shvatim who took Nachala. And they had three Ari Miklat. And in Avrahayardain, there were only two and a half Shvatim who took Nachala. And they had an equal amount of three Ari Miklat. Either there's too many in Avrahayardain or too few in Eretz Yisrael. Why are they equal? And Rashi answers, quoting the Gemara Masech Tamakos, Mishum Devigilad Nefishi Reitzchim. In Gilad, there were many murders, murderers. And the question, Sifzichachamim quotes numerous Achreinim. On the Gemara, the Achreinim asked the question, Ari Miklat are for those who kill unintentionally. If in Gilad, there were many murderers, meaning intentional murders, how does that answer the question why there's a need for more Ari Miklat? And there are many different answers given by the Achreinim. The Maral in Gorarye asks the question as well and gives what I think is the following answer. And that is that in Gilad it's true there were many murderers and murders intentionally. But the fact that in this place there were so many people murdering intentionally by definition, the value of life was diminished by the people. And that has an effect on everyone, even people who aren't murderers. The fact that murder goes on in their place, in their area, has an effect on them that the value of life is diminished. And if the value of life is diminished, that causes one to be careless when it comes to life. Why are you careless about something? Because its value is not so great in your eyes. The people of Gilad had many murders amongst them. And therefore the value of life was, was diminished. It had an effect on them. And that caused carelessness, which in turn caused many murders, bishaygeg, murders that were done by mistake, unintentional. Why? How did that happen? Because so many murders were done intentionally, it caused that there were also many unintentional murders. And therefore there was a need for those Ari Miklat. There was a need for all of these people to have a place to run to, because Begilad Nefishi Reitzchim. How did the Ir Miklat solve this problem? What do I mean? In the Torah, we don't just punish people. We rehabilitate people. We teach them how, that they should not, how they should not continue their behavior. We teach them the root of what went wrong in their behavior. Just like an avid Ivri who steals, doesn't go to jail, gets sold to a family. He's taught how to live amongst others. A person who kills unintentionally and is lacking the value of life he has to be taught the value of life, to rehabilitate him. And how does Ir Miklat do that? The first thing we have to do is define what life is. 
What is the value of life? In the world at large, the value of life is to enjoy yourself. It's an end unto itself. This is it. This is everything. Is being alive and getting the most out of living. If that's true, we could understand what is necessary for this life. The first thing that's necessary is quantity. There's no intrinsic value to any moment of life because how much pleasure could you get in one moment? It's only if you have an accumulation of many moments. So you need quantity to be able to truly live. A person could have a lot of life, but if they don't have quality of life to enjoy it to the fullest, it's also not living. That's why in the world at large, quantity and quality of life are the main things. A person who's old and doesn't have much time left, or even a person who's young, who has time left, but he has no quality of life, to them, let's pull the plug. It's meaningless. Because that's what life is to the world at large. It's about me enjoying myself. It's about anyone enjoying themselves. But we know that's not what life is. This world is only a means to an end, to another world, surprised her. It's an entranceway to the big hall of Elam Abba. And every moment of this world has intrinsic value that we could be kind of Elam Abba. We could acquire Elam Abba. Even if we don't have many moments, even if we don't have the quality of life. But a person living in this world could do tshuva, a person could learn taira, a person could have emuna. just being in this world, and perhaps even with a lack of quality of life. With Yisurim, Rahman al-Itzlan, a person actually attains Eilam Haba. That's what we believe. It's not about the quality, it's not about the quantity. Adirabo, every moment has intrinsic potential and value to be able to acquire eternity. That's what life is. And for this Ritzach B'Shoigig, who was careless about someone else's life, probably because he was enjoying his own life. There's no reason to care about someone else. And the truth is, if life is just about enjoying yourself, if someone doesn't enjoy themselves and gets killed, what's really the big deal? So they don't have life. There's no value to it. This person was careless about someone else's life. He needs to be taught that this world is not the end unto itself. We're just traveling through this world, earning Eilam Haba, learning what it means to be alive and acquire Ruchnius and Nitzchius. So the first thing we do is we send them packing to the Ari Miklot. Go into exile. Recognize life is not about comfort and enjoying yourself. Life is about living and moving even when things are uncomfortable. And then he sees signs sending him to the Ari Miklot. Why? The Torah says you have to put signs. He thinks to himself, what does the Rabbi Nisham care if the Goyal Hadam, the relative of the one I murdered, unintentionally kills me? What does he care? The answer is there's value to my life. My life has some value. If there's, I'm only here to enjoy myself, what does Hashem care if there's another person in the world or not? And then he comes to the Ermiklot, who lives in the Ermiklot, the Levium, who have no Nachala, they're not involved in Eilam Hazer at all, they are involved in lives of Ruchnius, in understanding that it's not about riches and pleasures. They were poor, the Levium. They had to rely on handouts from Klai Yisrael, but yet they live a life 
of Torah and Mitzvahs and Ruchnias. They rehabilitate him in the Er Miklat. They teach him the true value of life. And when he understands what life is, he's ready to leave the Er Miklat with the value of Chayim. That is how the Ir Miklat rehabilitates this person from his carelessness in understanding what life is. And that's Begilad Nefishi writes him. There was this permeation throughout the land of a lack of a value of life because there were so many murders that caused unintentional murders and therefore they needed three Arei Miklat equal to the amount in Eretz Yisrael. And I think that in our situation we're living in Gilad worse than Gilad. Why? In Gilad there were murders. And everyone knew that there were murders. And they knew that people didn't value life. They may not have understood how it affected them. But it was obvious to everyone. However, we live in a world now that we're being told that life matters. Certain lives matter. Life matters. One person lost his life. Whether it was Ba'inis, Beratzin, Bishaygig, Bemezid, the jury will decide that. But he lost his life. So how do we teach the world? How are we being taught that life matters? What did they do to tell the world that life matters? They went and they ruined other people's lives. They killed other people. They looted other people. They took Parnassah from other people. People have built up livelihoods their entire life were taken from them. That's how they showed life matters. Life matters by ruining someone else's life. You know what that shows? That shows that my life matters. I want to enjoy myself. I want to steal. I deserve the following. That's whose life matters. That doesn't teach anyone that life truly matters. And even more than that, since then, how many killings in the big cities of Chicago, of New York, even here in inner city Cleveland, every day, every weekend, there's gunfights and, and shootings, babies and, 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 and children, and not a peep from the Life Matters people. What happened to Life Matters? I thought Life Matters. If Life truly mattered, we would have heard about it. So we're being fed nonsense and Eilam HaSheker. We're being fed a mantra of Life Matters. But when you peel it away, life doesn't matter to these people. Their own personal hana, whatever agenda they're trying to push, that's what matters. And, just like in Gilad, if this is what's going on around us, it affects us, whether we realize it or not. It has an effect on us, even though we know it's wrong, and we know it's Sheker, but it has an effect on us. And we must run to the Ir Miklot. We need to be rehabilitated. Where is our Ir Miklot? Our Miklot is our Shul, our Beis HaKnesses, our Beis HaMedrish, our Yeshivas, our Blak Gemara, our Mishnayis, our Chumish, our Torah, our Tefillah. That's our Ir Miklot. That's where we teach ourselves what's truly important in this world. That life truly matters. Every moment of life is an opportunity of Nitzchias. In the Ir Miklot, when we involved ourselves in Ruchnias, that that's how we remind ourselves and we protect ourselves from the Gila Nefishi Reitzchim, from the life matters agenda that's going on around us. That's where we truly know, Klal Yisrael knows, that life matters. Life 
has intrinsic value to it. Torah, mitzvahs, ruchnius. We need to be mechazek, our learning in our shoals, our davening in our shoals, our making sure we learn, our sidarim, our, our dafayoymi, our dafashavua, whatever it is that we're learning. Be involved, realize it's an ear mikla for us. We're being affected by this narrative of life matters that means truly life doesn't matter. We need to be in the ear miklat and teach ourselves that life taka matters. And I want to take one more moment. If we're talking about the value of life, there's a new thing going around. The children are riding on segways, on these scooters. And I'm not getting into the cost, I'm not getting into the asagas of it, I'm not getting into the peer pressure that I've heard from parents who either don't want to spend that kind of money or can't afford it. But I've heard the other side of why people have bought it for their children. And I understand both sudden. But I see these see boys riding around on this. The first thing is, you have to balance yourself very straight up. I see boys with their hand cross, uh, hands crossed across their chest. And there's a certain gaiva, a certain gaiva that there is on top of the world, an upity-upness. And I'm not even getting into the midas of it. But when a child thinks that they're on top of the world and they're invincible, they become careless. They become careless. And the fact that children are riding around in the middle of the street on this is dangerous. And I don't think they realize it. And I'm not sure the parents know what's going on. But on top of that, I've seen them ride in the street at night without any reflectors. There's little shiny lights by the wheels that maybe someone could see. But at 10.15 at night pitch black, I'm walking home from Shul one evening and someone whizzes by me on that with no reflector, that's a sakana. But worse than that is that they're not wearing helmets. Some boys wear helmets, but many, many boys are not wearing helmets. Have we lost our minds? Not wearing a helmet on one of these things is a sakana. We know what helmets do. We know what helmets do to protect brains from chas v'shalom a fall. Do we think these children are invincible on these segways going 10-15 miles an hour down the road? Chas v'shalom, there's a crack in the road, little unevenness. Chas v'shalom, a car comes? Rachman litzlan. Have we lost our minds? We let children on this without a helmet? It's a pshia. It's negligence on any parent's part. And you'll excuse me being stark, but it's negligence on parents and it's negligence on us as a community, as a tzibur. I'm st- I have started stopping every child who's on this without a helmet and saying, where is your helmet? And complimenting the children who do have helmets. This is Pasha Pshia. It's not Rachman Litzlana Shoigeg. It's not a Oines. This is not unintentional. This is not... On purpose, this is pure negligence. There is no excuse for it. And we, as parents and as a tzibor, have to get together and make sure that every child is wearing a helmet. And I was told after my drasha yesterday, children are holding other children on it. Someone saw someone giving a baby a ride. Parents, 
Are we crazy? Have we lost our minds? Rachmana Litzlan. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for Al-Tiftach Satan. It's the three weeks. It's coming the nine days. These are dangerous times. We have to make sure if we value life, like we, Kala Yisrael, know what the value of life is. This is Aleph base. This is Aleph base, and there's no excuse for it. Let's make sure that we have everyone safe. We make sure to the best of our ability, we do the things that are Pashat for safety. And Bez Hashem, continue to teach ourselves in their ear miklot, in our shuls, in our batamidrashas, in our learning, what true life is. And we should be zaycha to that day that we will no longer need the ore miklot. Bevi Yaskel Tzedek, Vimheru Yameinu Amen.